Oh yeah, well, any any game is a drinking game if you have alcohol in your hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings, drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? This is Blake Fletcher, the Half Hour Intern. In today's episode, I speak with Wes of Neverboard Gaming, which is the passion project of three friends who are just really, really in love with playing board games. So about a year and a half ago, they started an Instagram account where they would take photos of different board games and give recommendations and talk about new games that they were playing, give reviews, all that kind of stuff. And in just a year and a half, they now have over 7,000 followers on Instagram and is one of like the main spots that people go to get good board game information. And they've now started a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, so they're on the way to taking over the board game scene. So we will discuss why board games are so awesome and so great. And the main meat of this episode, uh, for for me, hopefully you would want this information as well, is uh, just tons and tons of recommendations from Wes. So we talk about his favorite games ever, great co-op games, which I didn't even know was a category of games. I have a few on order from Amazon right now because they sound awesome. Some great party games you can play, great really quick games to play if you don't have a lot of time, some really amazing, really long games. Um, and all kinds of other recommendations that Wes will give us for board games, as well as a little peek into what it's like to grow your business online. So without further ado, here is Board Game Enthusiast. Wes, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Hey, yeah, man. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So why don't you take us back to the beginning for you of when you started to get into games? Like, When did this all really happen for you that, that you started like really getting passionate about playing games? So it really started actually on um, 4th of July, 2013. Before that, you know, I 2013. played games. I thought you were going to say like 2005 or something. No, no. The um, Being really excited about it was pretty recent. You know, I played, you know, the, all the household games, you know, Clue, Monopoly, Risk. Um, I've been playing Catan for a couple of years with some friends that were really into it and a couple other Euro games like that. Um, but yeah, we were, me and my, a couple of friends were hanging out and we were just like, well, what do we want to do? So I just pulled out, um, I had an old copy of Lord of the Rings Risk back from when like Lord of the Rings first came out. And we put it on the table, played through it. And we, um, it's actually my brother-in-law now was like, dude, that was like the greatest thing I've ever done. I just sit around watching movies all day. Like, that was awesome. We should do this more often. Totally. And from that, we started like looking into like, oh, what other, you know, what else is there in this gaming world? What other cool games are there? We went from not really ever playing games to like, how many times a week can we get together and just spend a couple hours gaming? Yeah, totally, man. So at that time, it's funny. Like Now you're this resource that a lot of people go to for info on games and recommendations on games. At that time, where were you going to get your information? Like Just to a local game shop and asking them for recommendations? How were you picking stuff out? Yeah, we did have a, a local game shop that we would go into. And there were a couple of games where I just asked the guy like, hey, I've played these three games. What would I like? And so he was like, oh, try this one or try that one. Or we would, you know, just walk into the store and be like, well, this one looks cool and try it out. Um, You know, a little bit of online here and there. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of resources. It was mostly just wandering around blind. And, you know, we bought some that were great and some that 
weren't so great and, you know, just kind of developed what we liked. And the more we got into it, the more resources we found through, you know, Will Wheaton's tabletop YouTube videos and Rodney Smith will unwatch it played on YouTube and a couple of things like that that really helped introduce us into some new games. Yeah, yeah. So something I want to talk about later is recommendations for two-player games. Because I, I, as well, in my early 20s, had this phase of playing tons of games. And there'd be nights when we could have friends over um, and we would you know, be able to pull out those games. But I really had to do mm-hmm. a lot of deep searching into good two-player games for just, the, at the time, my girlfriend, but my, my now wife and I, um, to be able to play. And it, I remember it being like kind of difficult to find good two-player games. Were you saying that it was... Uh, just yourself and your brother-in-law, or there was a, a group of you doing this? Um, there was probably like five or six of us that would get together, but there were three of us that were like always there, and then a couple other people that would come in here and there. So it was myself, my brother-in-law, and then the guy who was my roommate. Okay, and so we actually we did do always a lot of- third. There's such a big difference between a two-player game and a three-player game in terms of what you can do, you know? There is, because a lot of nights, too, you know, with it being my roommate... I would get home and he like, you know, I'd get home from work and he'd be like, I got this game set up. Let's play. <laughs> and like for a while, I, at one point I had to be like, dude, I like, I have a girlfriend. I know you don't, but like there are other <laughs> things I need to do with my life other than just come home and play games as great as it is. Yeah. Tell us like why you love games so much. I love games too. I, I love to talk with people about games. I, I want to hear your, your experience over those first like weeks when you really started getting into them. Like what's, what does it about games for you? Um, it was one of those things where like, you know, a lot of times we'd get together and be like, well, what do we do? And you know, half the time we'd be like, well, let's watch this movie or let's get on Netflix and just, you know, watch that. And, um, there wasn't a lot of like interaction in that. And then, you know, I'd always get bored playing video games really quickly just because I can always sit and play a video game for so long before I'm like, all right, this is boring. I'm out. So the big thing that got us into it was like the interaction with other people. You know, you're actually talking, you're working through your decisions, um, you know, and it's great just to hang out, have a beer, you know, eat some chips and play games for a few hours with your buddies. Absolutely. Um, It's just a really good way to like, hang out and relax and chill, but still have like good conversation and actually bond over more than just being in the same room with them. Absolutely, man. Do you, have you ever noticed any sort of problems in terms of uh, like people that are not very uh, strategy related or anything like playing games with people like that? And then do you try to, do you try to pick out certain games for someone that isn't, um, I don't know, as like strategy inclined, you know? Yeah, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a whole hierarchy of games, you know, from little like light games we'll play at, you know, at Christmas and with a family, you know, when our parents are there and they, one, they're not interested in spending four hours playing a game. You know, we're like, we have 20 minutes to play this or, you know, you're out at the bar and bring a little game with you, you know, and then there's Twilight Imperium, which the last time we played that, I think it lasted eight and a half hours. And it was just super intense strategy that not only are people not always interested in that level of strategy, but also just not that commitment of totally. So I'm going to play for eight hours and then lose and then go home and nothing's going to, you know, like, so there's definitely, um, we try to gear it towards who we're playing with. Um, There's some people where we say, Hey, let's try this. And then if they like it, we'll say, Oh, you liked that. You should try this then. Okay, cool. I'm, I can't wait like, to get to like the recommendations portion of this interview because there, there's like so many <laughs> recommendations I need to get from you. Because like the reason that I asked that question is, 
with with my wife and I, like one of the games that that I got that I was so into, and I still haven't gotten to play that much since our first maybe like five to ten times playing it is playing Dominion, and then I bought several of the expansions for Dominion, mm-hmm. and I loved it because like depending on what cards you decide to play that particular game with you know the way like the different strategies that you're playing completely change and we would yeah. all, i would basically w- like she's going to hear this and be angry that i'm saying this but <laughs> i would basically win 100% of the time and afterwards she would get so frustrated and i'd be like well what were you trying to do and she's like well, nothing really like i'm just playing you know and it's like yeah. oh yeah well that's like the mindset of someone playing yahtzee or someone playing like yeah. you know uh, the sorry board game or something like that it's like you just play it you know and like sometimes you win sometimes you lose and mm-hmm. it, it made me realize like there's probably a whole like group of people that are probably going to be so much more drawn to a game like that where you just get to sit there and have fun like yahtzee and you don't have to uh really think a lot about what you're doing you know yeah all right. No, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I can't wait to get some recommendations from you along those lines. So um, before we get into that, break down the types of games uh, for us. So there's like card games, board games. What, like what are all the different types of games out there? So there's, I mean, you start with like classic family board games that everyone's parents has in their closet or their attic. You know, you've got like Monopoly and Clue and like, you know, Vanilla Risk, just like the, you know, playing over the world um, those are kind of the games that everyone's heard of, everyone's played, and people who are like, you know, consider themselves like a tabletop gamer, probably aren't going to like those very much, just because they're overdone, they're overplayed, and they're normally fairly basic in mechanics. Um, from there, there's what's called Euro games, um, and that's those games like you know Catan, where you're doing heavy resource management, and it's not really as much about a story, but it's more about just your strategy of how can I collect this and then use it to do this to accomplish the goal. And those are normally point-based or, or that kind of thing. Hmm. Where the whole point of the game is playing towards points. So kind of deciding, like, do I spend resources now to get something or do I keep saving and spending resources later? Yeah, and like you said, Dominion is kind of like one of those where you have, like, your money, and it's, it's a deck builder, which is another type, where you're, you know, deck builders where you, you have some kind of currency and you use that to buy cards to put in your deck that then you shuffle in and you get those cards added in your hand as well mm-hmm. that you're trying to achieve a higher goal. Interesting. Um, why, why, are, why are those games called, uh, not the, the deck builder ones, but games like Catan, why are they, that's so funny to call them Euro games. Um, they were predominantly like started out in Europe and like Germany was really big in making them. Okay. Um, so that was just... That was where those games became popular first. And this was like, you know, back in like the 90s and before that even, that this style of game really like took hold. Um, and the opposite of that, the other big general, it's actually called, you know, I've heard it called Ameritrash. Um, <laughs> because um, American style games were for the people who just wanted to be entertained. They're very story driven. A lot of times they're not quite as complex, but you'll follow, you'll do missions and stories and it's more about building this this story around it than just trying to collect points. So would a really good example of that or, or a detailed example of that be like Dungeons and Dragons playing a really complex story where you're just doing stuff? Yeah, it's that kind of thing. What are Yeah, where it's it's Sorry, what what are some like examples of games like that? I've never even uh like I don't think I've ever played a game like that. Um so one of them and it's probably our group's favorite game is called Descent. 
Um, and so it's basically if you take Dungeons and Dragons and put it into a board game. Um, so it's semi-co-op. So it's a group of people versus one person. And you have one team of multiple people and one is just himself. And each of the people in the group each control one adventurer. You know, and it could be like an elf or that kind of thing in the Dungeons and Dragons you know, theme. And the other play- person controls all the bad guys. And so you play through a series of missions that build up to a story, and each mission you play will affect the next story. You know, it'll start off, and you're like, oh, hey, we heard these orcs were rampaging over here. Go figure out what's going on. And so you'll go fight the orcs off and find something, and it'll be a clue that says, oh, the orcs were carrying this person's seal. Go to their castle and figure out what's happening. So then the next board is their castle, and you have to go figure out stuff. That sounds so badass. Like I said, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I had a girl on the show that played Dungeons and Dragons and she talked to us about it. And I wanted to play so bad, but I couldn't get enough of my friends together to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I imagine the learning curve is pretty steep. So that sounds like the perfect uh the perfect thing, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um all right, so Let's let's start let's start talking about games and doing some not that we haven't already been doing that. So of all time, what are some of your favorite games? Because you just mentioned Descent being kind of a, a favorite among your group right now. Yeah, Descent Descent is one that we just continually come back to. Um, I really like a game called the X Wing Miniatures game. Um, I like anything that you put Star Wars on starters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it kind of has the feel of like 40k or you know Warhammer which is one of them where you buy the little miniatures and put them together and paint them and you spend thousands of dollars amassing this army and then you fight each other for like eight hours. I, I don't have time for that. I don't have money for that. <laughs> um, but this one, you basically just buy a little X-Wing or Star Wars ships and then you have like a, you know, a set amount of points where you can put you know three to eight ships together in a little fleet with upgrades and stuff. And then you basically fly against each other. Um that one's a lot of fun. Wait, so is, are there like what are the what are the rules exactly? Like how, how are you just allowed to just like throw all your ships into battle at one time and like whoever has the most ships wins or what? You play in a point system, so each ship is set. You know, it says, oh, well, an X-wing is you know thirty points, and then you know a Tie Fighter is twenty points, and the Millennium Falcon is fifty points. You know, and then if you can put like Luke Skywalker in an X-wing, and now it's worth twenty-eight points. And so you kind of agree, we're going to play a 100-point game, so do whatever you want to do as long as it adds up to no more than 100 points. Oh, that's of, perfect. And they work really hard to keep it balanced. And there's, you know, strategies that are a lot better than others, and they're, you know... That is a really, a, really, really cool premise for a game. That reminds me of, like, fantasy football doing, like, an auction draft or something like that, where you yeah. have a set amount of money and you need to create the best team you can. Um based off of money since you've played like tons of games i probably should have asked this before i'm going to ask you to go over all these different categories <laughs> and recommendations for us since you've played tons and tons and tons of games do you like it or dislike it when people ask you for game recommendations are you just kind of like oh god like i've played so many how are you going to ask me to give you a recommendation so for the most part i like it um you know we typically we typically try to say like have you played any games and what have you liked and disliked to kind of help formulate an opinion but it's something that like I'm really passionate about, and you know, Neverboard Gaming is really passionate about because we want to try to make it a business and our life, you know, our livelihood. If we could, that'd be awesome. Um, and you know, it's like if you really like 
football and someone says, oh, hey, what what's your favorite football team? You know, you would just be super excited just to go in and say, oh, I, I love that. Let me tell you all these different ones I like, what I like about them. Tell me what of that appealed to you and we can try to find something we can play together. Yeah, totally, man. That makes sense. Um, all right. So so back to recommendations then. Great. I don't feel so bad talking to you about it. So uh, <laughs> two-player games. What are some great two-player games that you've played? Um, so I'm going to start off with my wife's favorite game because she doesn't actually play games a lot. Um, her favorite is a game called Pandemic, which is there's four diseases that are scouring over the planet, and you're a team of scientists and researchers that are trying to cure it. Um, co-op games are really great because you can play them by yourself if you want to. You can play them with four people. But because you're a team, it doesn't really matter how many people are there because you're all making decisions together. Hmm. Um, so that's a good place to start. Um, there's a lot of little, uh, actually simpler versions of Dominion that are a little bit less strategy-based that may appeal to you both. Um, there's Cthulhu Realms, which is set in like the Lovecraft Cthulhu, um, but it's got like a cartoony feel to it as well. Um, Star Realms, which is pretty much the exact same game, but it's set with like spaceships instead of like Cthulhu creatures. Talk to us about the idea of a co-op game. That's something I never have thought of before for a board game. I, I didn't realize that that existed. When, when you mentioned the part of, oh, you can even just play it yourself, how the hell do you play a board game by yourself? So typically, a game that's truly co-op, meaning that, you know, you are a team. You know, there is no one fighting against you. Um, there's some aspect of the game that's against you. So, like, in Pandemic, you have a deck of cards that you turn, that every time you flip a card, it says, oh, a disease popped up in this country. Oh, a disease popped up in this country. And then there's, you know, special cards that goes, oh, there's diseases popping up in these five countries. Um, and so you're kind of fighting against that deck of cards that's just randomized. So you have no idea where the next one's going to pop up. Hmm. Um, so it's typically has some kind of deck or timer where you're trying to beat something or solve a puzzle within a certain amount of time. And if the time runs out, then the game wins. Okay. So on the, on the very other end of that spectrum, what are good party games for people to be playing so if you have like a bunch of people coming over and it is going to be kind of a more casual environment what, yeah. what's what are great games for that um depending on how many people um there's a game that's actually just called werewolf that's if you've ever played like mafia or werewolf you just have a deck of cards and like you know oh the king is the assassin and the queen is the doctor and i, I mean we played that in high school a lot um king of tokyo is fun with people where you're all just like monsters attacking tokyo you're all like fighting to see who can destroy it more. <laughs> that um, sounds great. Yeah, there is one called um, the Resistance, which is really fun. Um, basically, there's there's two teams, um, and there's a bigger team that's the good guys, and a smaller team that's the bad guys. And the smaller team knows who each other are, but the bigger team has no information. It's like you all like close your eyes, and then the the bad guys open their eyes and see who the other one is and then close their eyes again. Hmm. And then it's each round is someone has to pick people to go on a mission. And then on the mission, you can either put a face down, like the mission succeeds or the mission fails card. So you know, you'll pick like out of six people, you'll pick three people to go on this mission. 
and then you you know everyone will turn cards in you'll shuffle them and then reveal them and if one of those cards is a fail then that mission fails and you're like oh crap one of those three people is a bad guy and then of course those three people are fighting and arguing about who they think the bad guy is and <laughs> the good guys are trying to figure out who the bad guy is and the bad guys are trying to just you know lie their pants off and sabotage and the like, mission it's totally not me <laughs> yeah um, and then at the end of each turn you can i think that no you don't and that one you just have to keep going and then the next person has to pick people and they're like oh well i i don't want to pick those three people because one of them is bad but i have to pick three people and there's still one more bad guy out there maybe so you have to think of like, oh, I want to pick this person, this person, this person to go on this mission, and I really hope one of them's not bad. And if you know, if three missions pass, then the good guys win. If three missions fail, the bad guys win. Okay, man, um, it's so funny that you bring this up because I was just at a friend's house um, about a month ago, and several people ended up showing up. So we decided to play some like drinking games. And one of the girls there brought up this crazy game that was with like the mafia and this and that. And it sounds so much like what you're talking about right now, but it was a drinking game. But I imagine that basically any of these games that you're talking about right now would be very easy to kind of turn into a drinking game as well. Which oh, yeah. Well, any any game is a drinking game if you have alcohol in your hand. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a great quote, man. That is, uh, that's what should be on your tombstone when you die one day is just the fact that you said that. That's great. Um, yeah. All right. Let's talk about game length and give some recommendations there. What are some great, first of all, what are some of the shortest games that you know of? Be that in terms of um, how quick a round is or like truly just the entire length of the game and, uh, and then give some recommendations for, for good short games. Well, there's a game called We Didn't Play Test This At All that can last like 20 seconds. I don't recommend that game. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's basically just supposed to be like, it's stupid and funny, and you get a card that's like, oh, I have a dinosaur. You can't punch me. And the guy says, oh, well, I have, you know, a tower. I have 10 points. But there's like no point structure in the game. Yeah. And, you know, then you ask, oh, I have a bomb. So everyone dies and they all lose. So I wouldn't recommend that one. Um, so, some fun, quick games. Um, yeah, I, I typically try to put like, 30 minute cap on it because anything under that you know I, I don't know i think you really need if you want less than that actually um it's a game called zombie dice mm -hmm. that's fun um it's basically you have this little tube of 13 dice and you pick three of them out of the tube and roll them and you know depending on what you know you can either get a brain a shotgun or like feet running away and you're a zombie trying to collect brains and it's a press your luck game because you just keep Rerolling your dice, getting brains, but if you get three shotgun blasts and you're dead and you lose everything. So at some point you can just say, okay, I have four brains, I'll wait, I'll hold here for now. Then it goes to the next person, they draw and roll. And you know, you can set any number of brains as the victory point. You know, you can say, Oh, at ten brains you win, at twenty brains you win. Um and that one's fun because we actually, during some longer games, will play that on the side. Because some people <laughs> take like you know, some people honestly take like five minutes to make choices in games that are really intense and hard. Yeah. And so you kind of need something to keep you occupied. Got to get your fix. Um, yeah. That resistance game I mentioned is a good party game. It probably takes, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. You know, it's you're going to sit down for a little bit, but it's pretty quick. Um, 
There's a game called Hanabi that's pretty quick. And the funny part of that one is you're holding your cards like you would, you know, you're kind of fanning your cards out in your hand, but all you can see is your card backs and everyone else gets to see what is in your hand. Oh, damn. And each turn, you get to tell one person one thing about their hand, whether it be like these cards are green or this card is a five. And you're trying to figure out like, what cards are in your hand and you're all trying to complete a set of like one to five of each color huh so, so who that, wins that it sounds like everyone kind of wins together that sounds like a co-op that, that type game. A group game okay yeah that's, that's like a co-op type game where you're all you're all trying to figure out this puzzle together um that's another one that i i'll play with like you know the parents at christmas and stuff just because it's lighter a lot of times co-op games go over with the families better and stuff um so those are a couple of good quick games, I think. How about some great long games? Um, long games. I mentioned Twilight Imperium, which you know could take eight to ten hours. That's probably one of the longest games I've ever seen. That's crazy. Um, games like Descent that I mentioned earlier. There's a Star Wars version called Imperial Assault. Um, I would only say it's not better because it's it came out within the last year or about a year ago, so we just haven't played it as much. Um, where each round takes about an hour, but each story could be like, you know, six to ten rounds. Hmm. So that is very much, well, I shouldn't say very much like, because it sounds like from my Dungeons and Dragons interview that those are, are really long. It's like, you know, two months or six months of, you know, four hours per week or something like that. Yeah. Um, but at the end of those four hours for the night, it's like you kind of wrap up like that little mission for the day and stuff like that. So it sounds like that that's kind of the way that Descent is. And then the Star Wars game as well is that you can mm-hmm. kind of you can kind of choose any of those points as like a nice stopping point to then, you know, all right, we'll pick this back up after. Yeah, know, absolutely. Tomorrow or next week. We had one time it was my, my fiance was in grad school in Philadelphia. I'm down in Florida. Um, so I had all kinds of free time. Um, we actually had one weekend where we just like went over on a Friday night, started playing descent, went to all slept over at his house, got up, made breakfast, played descent all day long and like made it a weekend where we played through an entire campaign. You know, it took forever, but so that's a good one because you can kind of regulate like, Oh, I have two hours or Oh, I have eight hours. You know, it's really easy to kind of balance that. What, what are good games to be brought outdoors? So like, for when we were really into games, my wife and I started bringing Yahtzee basically everywhere. Like we would bring it out to dinner with us, like when we would go to a restaurant and stuff. And mm-hmm. while we were waiting for our food, we would just sit there and play Yahtzee and talk. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of games aren't small enough to just be played on, on your restaurant table. But I'm just picturing even going to like the park or the beach or something like that. If you have this really complex game like Descent, and I imagine lots of pieces and stuff, you're not really going to want to bring that to the beach because like something's going to get lost in the sand, or you know you're not going to want to bring it to the park for the same reason. What are what are some cool games that people can take outdoors with them on a Saturday while they're in, enjoying the outdoors? Yeah, um, um, Zombie Dice that is mentioned is good. It's you know it's basically the same as Yahtzee. You know you have a little cup with a lid on it that there's dice in. Um. Most smaller card games can work like that. Um, we have played Star Realms, one of the two-player deck builders, um, outside before. Um, we we're not super into it, but we do all like play like Magic: The Gathering, which is one of like you know you build you you buy a bunch of cards and you build your own little deck and then play each other. Um, 
that can be good because you each just have like a deck of cards in your pocket and in your bag and you can just kind of sit down and play wherever you are. Um, so most most small card games, um, if you have like a table to play on, are good for outside. I wouldn't recommend a lot of games that do have like a bunch of tokens and pieces and, you know, 10 different dice you have to roll. Those definitely wouldn't be good for outside. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Do you find that board games are becoming more popular or less popular now with the proliferation of, you know, games on phones and stuff like that? Um, I, I think there's kind of going to be a, a, you know, an up and a down to it. Right now, they're definitely a lot more popular than they've been in the past. Um, I think that a lot of that has been... I, mean, I've re- I actually read an article that just was talking about how people did need that, that like, interaction with people. You know, that people were getting tired of just sitting at home with a headset on. You know, once... You know, video games used to be like, oh, hey, let's all bring our Xboxes together and link them all up and play Halo with four TVs in one room. Mm-hmm. And now that everyone's sitting at home playing them, there are a lot of the people that don't really like that because they don't like that interaction. Yeah. Um, games have also gotten a lot better in like the last 10 years, just with story and artwork and, you know, all of these things that you went from having a couple of these games that, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, well, that's just, you know, that's Dungeons and Dragons, where it's just these, like, you know, this image of, like, these, like, you know, four middle school nerds in a closet playing this, like, (laughs) game about dragons. And now there's just such a broad spectrum of games of, like, every theme. You know, there's board games that are about sports, you know, where you're playing, and they're not, they're normally a sports, like, spinoff. There's like, oh, this is kind of like rugby, but you have these other, you know, things happening. And there's so many different themes of games that almost everyone can find something that they're like, oh, I think that's cool. It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like the more the more the technology in the world kinds of kind of speeds up, the more that there needs to be a pushback to and, and that there is a pushback to that and that people need time to decompress and everything. And um, it really makes sense that people would be getting more into board games right now. And, you know, the way that, well, ironically enough, I'm going to be having on a record collector later in the week, but uh, like the way that records are so popular right now and everything, you yeah. know, it's like um, people want to just like sit down and take some time to listen to an album like the old fashioned way. And, you know, people want to sit mm-hmm. down and take some time to be with their friends and play a game. It's uh, It's good, man. It's really good. What do you think is the like the single the single like best game that you know that has the least amount of followers? It's just like no one's playing it and you don't know why like no one's playing that game. Oh, there's there's probably a couple of those. Um one that I really like is a game called Xenoshift. Um which there's actually a at this point in time there's another the second like run of it is on Kickstarter right now. Um, it's getting a little bit more following, but, and probably people don't like it just because you get the crap beat out of you. Like I have yet to win that game. (laughs) Um, and it's, it's a co-op game. So you're all on a team together and I have yet to win it. It's just like really hard. And I think that turns a lot of people off. It's kind of the more we look like there's some games that are just like hugely popular. You know, we put a picture of up online and 500 people instantly are like, yes, I love that game. Um, and there's, but there's always a niche for games you know almost any game you find there's some group of people who like that style of game yeah a game that obviously blew up more than i can ever remember any game blowing up ever is cards against humanity for people Mm -hmm. that have played that game and love that 
Um, obviously, everyone knows about apples to apples. And most people that play Cards Against Humanity probably have no desire to play apples to apples. Yeah. Do you have any like recommendations for a similar style of game to Cards Against Humanity that people could play with their friends? So there's a game called Things that I really like. Um, and the difference is, and one of the things that we don't like about those style of games is that you're very limited to like what is in your what is in your hand. Totally. You know, like you could totally win just because oh, I have these cards that work perfectly. Um, and I I get really tired of that really fast. Like oh, trying to make combinations with the five cards I'm holding. Whereas things, you all have a little whiteboard, and so they say something, and then you write it down on your little whiteboard, and then you turn it in to the person who is like judging. And then they read off all the whiteboard answers. And you have to like, try to figure out who said what. That is great. And so we've just gotten some like really ridiculous things. Yeah, totally. And then there's even more. It's funny because something that's so interesting and fun when you're playing Cards Against Humanity is you know, trying to decide which card in your deck the specific person that needs to that's going to be the judge this round is going to choose you know like some people are the type of person that choose an answer that because it fits really well and because it's serious yeah. some people like um more like funny haha humor some people like really irreverent humor and it's like depending on how well you know your friends it makes it easier to succeed at that game that yeah. game you're talking about things it really opens up the ability to try to tailor your answer to the person that's you know that's going to judge that round yeah that's cool, man. Um, so, all right, why don't you? Uh, why don't we wind this thing down by you giving us some advice for people looking for uh, for resources for uh, for great games? So, obviously, you have um, your own your own account. So, talk about talk about Neverboard Gaming and then other other places that you would recommend people go. Um, so, Neverboard Gaming primarily it started off as an Instagram account. Um, and, you know, we just post pictures of games that we're playing that we like. And um, we really love it when people say, like, oh, I love this game. What else can I play? And we'll normally try to, like, shoot a message saying, like, you know, if you like that, you can try this, too, or try this, or we really liked that. Um, so, I mean, you're more than welcome to ask us questions. Um, we've actually made a couple friends by people who are just, like, at our local game store. Um, but one of the guys named Mike that we hang out with all the time we met him there and he was like, yeah, I just moved here to town and didn't know anybody. So I figured I'd just go hang out at the game store until I met a friend <laughs> and he like hangs out with us all the time now. Um, so if you have a good game store, they're normally very inviting to like talk to you about games and, you know, at least point you in the right direction. And this is a game store being like, we primarily sell comic books and board games, not like we're books a million and there's a shelf of board games over there. Right. Um, Again, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of content on YouTube about board games. You know, Will Wheaton has a show called Tabletop where they just, you know, play games. And so you get to, like, see people play the game and be like, oh, that looks like fun. Um, Rodney Smith with Watch It Played has, you know, a ton of games teaching you how to play games and telling you about games. We're working on launching our YouTube channel, reviewing games and showing you games. So there's definitely, like, if you start diving in the world kind of like opens up and just is this huge like global community and i have yet to meet someone who's like active in that community that wasn't just like super excited to talk to you about it that's great it's it it, it shows you that that's like a good community to be a part of you know yeah 
Um, cool, man. Well, I personally have like never taken so many so many notes on my own end while I've interviewed somebody <laughs> about like things that I personally want to look up after the show. So I'm going to put down really detailed um, links and notes on the on the page for your episode on halfhourintern.com. So if anyone's been driving or at the gym or anything like that, and he mentioned a game that sounded like it'd be good for you, I'll go ahead and put that in the links in the show notes on the page. And uh, I'll, I'll set it up by category or, you know, some sort of reminder of, of what it was that Wes was talking about. Um, Wes, dude, thanks for your time. Thanks for the recommendation, fam. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was great being here. Hey everyone, it's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode with Wes and it has you excited to play some more board games. As I mentioned there at the end of the episode, I did in fact go ahead and put up links to all of the recommendations that Wes gave us and I tried to put them in different categories that will kind of jog your memory to what sort of recommendation Wes gave for them during the episode. So those are up on the Board Game Enthusiast page on halfhourintern.com, which is underneath the hobbies category. Thanks so much for listening to the show.